Hello and welcome to the Hyper Sex Lab podcast. I'm your host, Sapphire. And I'm your co-host, Sepia. Loop your ears up for some audio listening pleasure as we explore the cavernous depths of technology. Hyper Sex Lab podcast. All right, welcome back. Glad you're still here. If that <laughs> convo, no, it was good. It it was good. We do get meta, but that's that's part of the that's I part of our so journey here, folks. So I am filled with them. Actually, that's one thing that I kind of discovered recently. Like a lot of people, I don't. I hate to like say this like all the time, but like people say it's kind of rare. Like one thing I kind of really. Um, feel validated in my partner and like a lot of my interactions lately is like people kind of say like yeah I like having that extra level of introspection like a lot of people don't ask as much questions but you know it's just kind of the point we're at in our lives so when she um, says she's unique or whatever unique. Let, me, let me be a Leo Hair real flip. quick like let me fucking <laughs> tap into this energy cute okay. speaking of which so that we're was getting my into question. our next question next question Sapphire so um what is one thing that is underrated, one thing that is overrated about sex? Hmm. Oh, one thing I think. <laughs> oh, my God. I have such strong opinions about this because I feel like head is underrated and overrated at the same time. How so? Explain. <laughs> because there's been many times where I can give head and just keep giving head for that perfect size dick. Yeah. Because it just feels so good in my mouth. Uh-huh. And I want it in my throat. And, like, I want to fucking, like, make this bitch come, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm getting gagged. Like, I don't like this feeling of having a massive appendage in my mouth. Like, I think the kind of margin I'm talking about is maybe around, like, pretty – maybe, like, six and a half, seven inches, like, so it can reach, like, my throat – um, but not like choke me out so much, but too small of a dick. Like I, I just feel like I have like a candy in my mouth. Like that's nothing. That's like, what is that? <laughs> um, definitely haven't, I have given heads to very small dicks and I'm not that into it. Um, but there's also been really big dicks that I don't really like to have in my mouth or two pokey dicks, which makes it kind of a weird, like kind of, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's uh-huh. underrated and overrated at the same time just because it's like everybody's like, oh, my God, I love giving head. And it's at the same time, I talk shit about giving head all the time when actually I do like giving head. And there's been many circumstances where I liked giving head. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that it's overrated because I can only ever come like with something in my ass. Oh. Um, but I like making other people come by giving them head because it's like, damn, like you're easy. Like, <laughs> let's do that again. Right. Um. So I guess that's how I feel about it, like, sexually. Okay, so head is over and underrated at the same yeah, time. Yeah, just because it's there's just so many facets to it. Like, I don't hate it, but at the same time, like, I can hold these same values in my head. Like, I, I'll, I'll do it, but if I'm not that into it, like, just fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, okay. that computes. For me, I definitely have, like, a more dommy kind of yeah. mindset when it comes to it. Um, yeah. I prefer head because I enjoy being the deliverer of yeah. pleasure and i love being that literal agent of yeah it's like you're 
you have them in the palm of your hands, regardless of I it's a man or woman that I'm, yeah. I'm giving head to. Um, I just okay, yeah. love that. I was talking specifically about dicks. Yeah. I mean, heads. dicks. I mean, yeah. The, it's annoying when you're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love getting like slobbery with it. Like, yes. that's what I do like. Yeah. Getting messy with it. But it's yeah, like it if my mouth good. is dry, like we're at the beach, like I haven't been drinking as much water. Like, it's not it. No, it really like, is we're not. we're fucking it. drunk or something like that now. This might be a weird side note. And for those of you that have had some form of orthodontic treatment, you can like chime in. But I feel that after I had braces, my mouth just over salivates. Oh. And so now I feel that I'm way better at giving head. Interesting. Compared to before I had the braces. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Maybe that's all in my head. But to all of you listening, you can you can chime in on our Twitter page and let us know. I just remember my Do bitches with braces give bang a head or not. I just remember them getting in the way and being like, oh, you bit me with your No, 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 no. I'm talking about post. Oh, okay, yeah. Post orthodontics. I never really considered that. Like I've had braces before too. I and I've like not really considered like my life post braces. I definitely like my smile a little bit more. But yeah, that's a very American thing. Yeah. So but anyway, okay. you you folks let us know. But um, All yeah, right. heads so, it. Next question, um, Sapphire. What is one thing that you don't think you'll ever find attractive and you don't know why people are attracted to it sexually? I don't know if this is the case for everyone. Mm, I think this is a two-parter. I think. There are two things in particular that I find really attractive that I'm surprised not more people are talking about, or maybe they do and I'm just unaware. But one of them, I think, is curiosity. Mm. If someone is an individual that's very curious, very open-minded, wanting to try new things they haven't done before. Hair flip. <laughs> hair flip, says says <laughs> Sepia. Girl, we know, we know. Um <laughs> I think curiosity is remarkably attractive because I think that that's one of the qualities that I value the most. I don't know if it's because I would consider myself to be a curious person or I suppose that it's the, um, I suppose it, the reason why I find it so attractive is because no two days, no two days are the same. Yeah. So you'll have more variety, uh, the other person will be more explorative as, as well. And so I think that that for me is is very exciting because I, as a as a person, like my personal philosophy, I don't I don't like sameness. Yeah. I get really freaked out by gated communities because all the houses look the same. Mm-hmm. I um I believe that differences are made meant to be celebrated and communicated and not um something that should be divisive. Yeah. Um, and uh, for me, curiosity is one of the ways in which you're able to exercise um, that. Uh, yeah. One thing I kind of like um, in con- some of the previous discussions I've had with my partner is the concept of, yeah, having a culture that you are part of and still being able to question it, you know, in our position, like being queer, like I think we touched on this like multiple times, like we can mm-hmm. afford to ask more questions. We can afford to um, 
want to know why we feel the way about certain things that not necessarily everybody asks themselves. So if you find somebody just like that, it's kind of like amplifying that kind of um, curiosity and discovering more about each other that might not always be asked all of the time. Like it might be a little counterculture, like, oh, like, yeah, you like walking around the town? Why? You have a car. And it's like, oh, wait, this is actually kind of nice. You know, like a small kind of change. Like <laughs> this is kind of weird anecdote but I was like in love with this guy who was kind of homeless like last year he wasn't homeless but he didn't have a car at one point and I don't know that that just really attracted me because it was like a different world like kind of taking public transportation and existing in space that has so much detail that you wouldn't see kind of just being a person who's driving by on the on a road or just being the person who goes where Google tells them to go you know there's a lot to be discovered in our own environment that I think he was really able to show me. And this is like a normal thing for him. Like it made me very curious and it made me want to know more about like the surroundings that I'm in. And I found that very attractive. So I like to your point, I definitely agree. Curiosity. Like curiosity and like the willingness to even share that with somebody yes. is very attractive. Yes. Uh, to that effect, I believe that if I may answer your original question, yeah, I believe it would be the inverse. So I find it very aggravating, or not necessarily aggravating, but I strongly dislike it when individuals are intolerant of curiosity. Yeah, or just so rigid or, and like, this is the way it is. Yeah, yeah, or are super prejudiced and just completely unwilling to self-examine. Yeah. There's, there's Supp so much nuance to anything. Yeah, suppose that person, instead of... um. You know, because when you first started saying that story, I was like, uh, girl, you sounded a little elitist. Like, public transit is not that bad. No, but that's the thing. But, like, I take it, too. You know, but, like, but there no. would be people that very easily could have been like, oh, that's for broke people. Get a car yeah, or don't talk to I, me. I, I, I and, you know, like, so at first I was like, uh, girl, like, I'm I'm not sure if that's where you want to say on here. But um, that's what I mean, where I people have, are so set in their ways yeah. or just completely unwilling, like. I I physically cannot. I physically cannot. As soon as I feel any little bit of prejudice or any type of intolerance for someone else's opinion, it's okay to disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it's okay to just completely shut someone off um, when it's not, like, outwardly offensive or just completely, yeah. like, egregious. But... Um, yeah, for me, like, if someone is intolerant of of curiosity and self-examination yeah. that's a hard no it's let me so have like a, let me like unpack that a little bit like i definitely feel like i have a kind of prissy gay perspective on a lot of things but i'm still a broke ass bitch like i still got my fucking ebt card up in this i mean yeah we're both bougie you know and we like to... with expensive tastes is yeah. what azalea Banks says yeah. and i didn't think of him in any negative way because he didn't have a car i really liked that he still wanted and still had the enthusiasm that he could bring yeah. to our interactions. And I just was so enamored by it. Like I was like, why am I the way that I am? Like, you know, why don't I actually take public transportation? That kind of makes more sense. Like, why do I feel like it's so beneath me or so like riffraffy to walk somewhere, you know? Because, yeah, it's like it's my community. Like, this is the place I live. And like, I don't I think that, yeah, that's one thing 
I'm still working through as a person is kind of just shielding myself from a lot of things and like kind of creating a bubble that our generation has become very comfortable doing on the internet and in now in person because it's like it's fucked up like you go to DoorDash and you don't want to walk into a restaurant anymore because you don't want to talk to people like really like you don't you don't use your words to talk to people anymore your phone does it for you it's kind of like ew but yeah I still have that aspects of myself that I feel like I should unpack and him showing me those aspects and me being curious about them I felt like it was productive and still like kind of yeah so I'm sorry a little little prissy moment there so yeah no and I know sepia very well folks um yeah (laughs) even though it might sound like he's giving that energy girl we don't have the budget to be giving off that energy first off so okay but those people that do just have that bubble like above that are very elitist like yeah and so for me yeah that's a hard pass i think a second thing that i find really attractive is um self-assurance and a lot of people confuse it for narcissism or um delusion I think that being assured in yourself and having that undying commitment to um, your growth and your abilities, I think is really important because oftentimes I grew up as someone that was raised to believe that you have to be as self-sacrificing as possible. And that is the only real way to exist. And you have to be noble and you have to put others needs before your own. And so Growing up, I just always felt really insecure about, oh, I'm not even good enough. Like, I, I, yeah. I'm I, not attractive enough. I'm not pretty enough. I, yeah. I need to do other things to compensate for it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's why I love, like, the Cheers bad bitch that. culture. Not I really. love hot girl summer vibes. Like, And certain people may call it delusional, but I really don't think it is because it's it takes a lot for someone that grows up as a self sacrificer to get to a point where they have just normal confidence yeah even. like it's not it's, it's not delusion and um for me whenever i meet someone that's super sure of themselves who knows what they're about knows what their values are uh, has passions can talk about their passions uh can respect other people's boundaries oh my god i'm like fucking squirting just mm. saying all of that right now like that is the most attractive because it's something that i've worked really hard to do mm-hmm. and something that i really admire because i know that that other person probably had to do a lot of work to get to that point too and that is admirable to me mm-hmm. uh again like in the inverse what i find really unattractive is people that just use others around them Mm. to blame their you know their shortcomings or maybe some other part of themselves that they just need to work on um oh it was my toxic ex and they made me this way oh god it was you know my fucked up family and they made me this way Mm -hmm. and of course your shared experiences could make it the case that that is to some extent true it's not an excuse though. but it's it shouldn't limit the person that you are able to be yeah um, and yeah. so for me, I mean, that one is just kind of like a, a no. Yeah. Sorry, no, I, I'm i not yeah. going to. And recognizing that it gets become easier and easier as like you kind of recognize these kind of traits in yourself too. Like, ooh, like was there couple years ago like you could work through that boo but we're not i'm not doing it for you you know exactly like, when they try to offload that work to you because they realize that you're in a state that's 
little bit more stable. Yeah, confidence-wise. And so to all of you out there who seem to be in a cycle, because for a long time when I was hooking up with people and dating, there was like a brief period where I just seemed to be attracting people that were like this, that were just very insecure and then just clinged on to me because Mm -hmm. I was like their cheerleader. And then one day I realized that you can't, be a cheerleader for someone that doesn't believe in themselves because if they don't even believe themselves, there's very little chance that they will believe you. Um, And to be quite honest, they're probably just using you for a serotonin boost and like that's it. it. And so that's harsh and you may disagree with that, but I strongly believe that if you're getting one too many people that are giving you that energy, maybe take some time to reevaluate and reassess. Um, Part of my journey and what was really helpful for me was, and this is cliche and it's all over the internet. I would say it, but I think. But do your mirror affirmations. And one of my favorite ones is, I am perfect as I am. And as I am, I deserve love. And I think that that's beautiful. And I think that a lot of people aren't really convinced of that. And I was not convinced of that for a really long time. And I'm still working through that. But I think that everyone deserves to be loved and accepted just the way they are. And we are imperfect beings. But acknowledging those imperfections and celebrating those differences and being curious um, is what life is about for me. And um that's what I would find most attractive. <laughs> the morning after me. Do they help? What? Do they help? Yes. Wow. Yes. And you will cry the first couple of times. I, Are you sure? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I think I used to do them and I was like. Yeah. But I think it, you also have to like tailor them to something yeah. that is specific to you. Like let's say for example, uh, you know, you experience a lot of body shaming. Just say my body is perfect the way it is. Yeah. Um, or whatever specifically you're insecure I, about. I, just... I kind of do that at night. I kind of learned like from one of my uh, teachers, like when I was younger, that there's a kind of a subconscious level of like processing that goes on when you sleep where like if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel good tomorrow. Wake up, feel good tomorrow. Go to sleep. Subconsciously, I woke up and I felt good. So Right. But yeah, just at night, just look at yourself in the mirror and just, you know, I am perfect as I am. And as I am, I deserve love. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's it's all good, about it's all question. about healing here, folks. So whatever it is you gotta do to make yourself feel right, feel loved, feel appreciated. Feel tight. <laughs> you're you're your number one. You're your Snatch. day one. So never forget that. Yeah. But um to that effect, uh I totally forgot that now it's my turn to ask you the question. It is your and I'm turn. like rambling. Um I'm getting giddy. Let's go. Let's do what are the criteria that you consider when determining whether or not something was great sex? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, because here's the thing. Like a lot of people, their criteria is did I come? I can actually have sex multiple times and not come. And I like kind of having sex multiple times and not coming like whether it's in the same day or like over a course of a couple days because it makes me like more and more ready and anticipated for the next time we fuck okay so i think sex doesn't really exist as kind of like one or two sessions for me it exists as kind of like 
the anticipation and the buildup to coming. So um, I, I guess I kind of like just totally mooted my point earlier. I said, oh, like a lot of people's sex. No, but you said that it was the anticipation. Yeah. Okay. Coming. So, yeah. So the anticipation, like, yeah, like the foreplay, like what we did to get to that point and like whether I got fucked multiple times before that by the same person for me makes sex great. Like, I think that there's um, a little bit of storytelling that goes on with it, too. It's like, oh, like you traveled so far to see me like just for this ass. Like, really? And like, I think that's like gratifying to me, like as a Leo, because it's like, oh, like I am hot shit. Like you make me feel good like in more ways than one. And that's kind of what makes sex more gratifying. It's it's a little bit less mechanical. It's a little bit more of like ego, a little bit of um, my fantasies that I always have and a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit of setting too. Um, I think that bedroom sex is fun. Lights on, lights off, whatever. But definitely being out in nature, being outside is great setting as well. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all like, oh man, that's really hard to like nail down the criteria though. I think it's just like everything that goes into it and kind of realizing that it's more than just mechanical is what makes sex great to me. Um, yeah. And it makes me more willing like to do more like kinky shit, honestly. It's like, oh, like, this is the fourth time fucking, like, put your fucking fist in my ass. Like, Cute. We love it. We love that build up. Like, We're all ooh, I'm a little loosey-goosey for your little toaster strudel creams right now. I keep using toaster strudel cream. We need to come up with something else. Girl. <laughs> Wait, but why toaster strudel? Is it because it has a filling on the inside? No, toaster strudels are like toaster pastries that you put in, like, the toaster and they pop it out and you take a cream packet and you put it on top of it. And yeah, I know what they strudel. are, but why again? Because like you're putting the cream on the toaster strudel. Is that yeah, one? I guess so. Yeah, but most of the time, I guess like it kind of came inside. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that there's like a kind of uh, man. Okay, yeah. I don't even know if I really answered that question. I just think no. You uh, so the answer to that question. <laughs> I, I I just think about specifically like it, all the times that I fuck. Like I like it to be oh we're gonna make tea and then we're gonna fuck <laughs> yeah for you like your two answers like your two criteria are the build-up to coming and this environment you're in yeah the setting yeah okay yeah. word um i'm going to ask a consecutive question because it's directly related uh, and that was intentional mm -hmm. so if you'd be so kind can you tell all of our lovely listeners mm -hmm. Uh, what was the best sex you've ever had <laughs> slash when have you come the hardest? And are those two things the same thing? Why or why not? <laughs> I don't remember if I told you this or not, but. Probably not. That's why I, I asked it. Because I'm like, girl, I want to hear this shit too. There's um, some tea right here. Have we gotten Asian food before? Uh, We've gotten banh mi. Okay, have we ever gotten, like, a Thai basil eggplant food or something like that? No, we haven't gone to a Thai spot yet. Have we ever yet. gotten, like, um, eggplant parmesan or something? No, there's this really cute Thai spot that I have to take in the Bay Area, okay. but no, we have not gone to get Thai food. Okay, because the best sex I had recently was after I was fucking with my partner, like, a couple times, like, 
when we were hanging out and I told him, okay, like I'll make dinner tonight. Um, I went to the grocery store and I bought an eggplant and we have this thing where it's like, oh, I love eggplant. Eggplant's great. And it's a Japanese eggplant. So perfect fucking size to fit in my fucking ass. So we definitely fucked with an eggplant in my ass and then proceeded to make dinner afterwards. And then you hate and the we, eggplant and we after? The eggplant, we use coconut oil. <laughs> but it's so fucking weird. And I don't know what it was, but it just like made it so fucking hot and kind of intimate that like he ate a fucking vegetable that was in my ass and definitely got cum on it. And then <laughs> chopped up and put into a fucking pot of spaghetti. It was tortellini. Um... But I didn't feed it to anybody else. We just ate it ourselves. <laughs> you? That made it. That made it like the best sex because it was like there was a story to tell there. Oh, you like eggplant? Let's fuck you with an eggplant. <laughs> and you know how there's like the fucking emoji meme of the, the eggplant. eggplant being the one that represents dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So best sex to date, memorable as fuck, and I got fed afterwards. Love it. Chef's yeah. kiss. Yeah. Okay. This is this is a PSA <laughs> to everyone. If you know that you are going to be doing the deed, and you're trying to lock this shit down, maybe not even lock it down, but mm. make someone feel special. Mm. Fuck them and feed them. Mm. Literally, mm. that's hard. the golden ticket right there. You don't need no Willy Wonka. That's Ooh, A plus yes. plus. And I oh, told my partner that, that specifically. I'm like, listen, if I get an attitude. You can solve it one of two ways. Ideally, both ways. Oh, my God. You feed me and you fuck me. Fucking hot. And it doesn't matter what order. And when they cater to your specific dietary needs. Absolutely. Non-dairy for me. My fucking heart. You remembered, (laughs) bitch. Yeah. But, Um, okay, that's great. And so. But second part of that question, they're not the same criteria because they've definitely came really hard from a big dick before. And, like, multiple people have big dicks. And coming isn't always the criteria for me. Like, it's the setting that makes sex, like, great. Okay, so um, when would you say you came the hardest, though? Definitely when I was getting fucked by beer can dick. Oh, because okay. that shit filled me up, like, in the same way that, like, an eggplant can fill me up. But it's just, like, oh, it's like an eggplant. Like, it's just sitting there. Like, it's not like there was, like, the mechanics behind it of, like, this man, like, on top of me and, like, the smell of him. And then, like, the fucking, like, jackhammer, like, position I was in of his fucking dick going in me. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I definitely came the hardest and it was so easy for me to come because it like hits like all those spots like perfectly for me. I don't know what it's about it, but like that's definitely one um, thing that definitely will get me like to that point. It's just like a fucking, <laughs> is it a chode? Is like, it a what? Is it a chode? Like a thick, a dick that's like thicker than it is longer. I think that I have heard that, but you're asking the wrong person. Okay. Yeah. Because I've had this conversation before and like people use chode like as like an insult and it's like, oh, well, I don't know what, if that's bad or not. But listen, just to make all the haters jealous, my my bad bitch Sepia here was taking a beer can of a dick. It was pretty big. You couldn't yeah, even, you could never. It was fabulous. So it was you like could never. my size in length, but just like three of them like put together, which is like, like width wise. Well, I've never seen your dick. So that I, I yeah. can't, I have so no point of reference. Like six, like, I don't know, six and a half, six and a half. <laughs> since I'm my dick okay. Size. For this 16 ounce hydro flask. Um, Comparatively, there is a hydro flask on the desk as we're recording this. Maybe if there was like a sizable dent, like right here a little bit, but it was like not as thick as that, but just like definitely. Whoa. Okay. So we're talking just shy of the full circumference of the hydro flask, the 16 inch. Maybe like take out a fourth of it. 
Yeah, so and a fourth. Fold it in, and then so like, three fourths. No, of the not even a third. Maybe like a eighth of it. I don't know. And like fold it in. And for all my baddies that don't Pretty do great. math, picture like a like a Pringles can. <laughs> okay, wait, no, no, no. In, not in terms Pringles of like can. wide, I'm think like literally beer can. Like beer cans are like I think beer cans fit in your ass. Like, <laughs> but wait, okay, no, not Coke bottle. Because Coke bottle people fuck each other with. Yeah, no, Coke, Coke bottle, no. Okay, I would um, say, well, yeah, beer can then. I'm I'm very bad. I just like I just still remember like it was great. Yeah, I'm out <laughs> here like, like at the end. So it's oh, not the like circumferences, this many meters, it's not like you're shoving, shoving like, whatever, shoving, well, like millimeters, a whole beer but... can up there. It's just like it's tapered, like you have a tapered head, but his head was like so big. It's like, anyways, um, yeah. So that is definitely where I could come the hardest, but they're not staying criteria because there was there was build up, but it also was just kind of hanging out as a bougie house, and it was like that's about it. So yeah, like we get it, you're rich. <laughs> Exactly, but um, still fuck me. <laughs> but best sex was was eggplant. Yes. Okay. How would you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just for for reference for our listeners, how would you rank uh, your top three sexual encounters? Ooh. Okay. 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 okay, okay. Ooh, that's good. I feel like this is um, spicy. Uh, top three. Okay. <sighs> Definitely. Definitely one of them was fucking at the river for the first time. And it's like a nude beach um, with one of my friends who has a really nice dick. And he's like super fit, super chill, free spirity guy. Like I love his personality. And like the whole buildup was, oh, like come spend the night and then let's go to the river the next day. Fabulous buildup, beautiful weather, sandy beach, excellent dick. Got fucked at the um, <laughs> near the river and had scenery. And it was a nude beach, so it was like some bitches were probably watching and jacking off to me getting fucked. So that was fun. That was a great one. But still, like, I, I just, I can't get eggplant out of my dick for being out of my face. Girl, she said she eggplant can't get eggplant out, out of our my dick. head as being the top one right now. Uh-huh. But comparatively, like, being in a really cool setting, having good dick would be second. And then I think third time... I definitely think that um, I don't know yet. I can't think of one that I was like, I need to record this. And like, because I recorded the second time actually, and like I continue to watch it sometimes. It's hot. Um, Cute. But uh, I can't think of the third one yet. I definitely think the third one will probably be me getting double penetrated eventually. Nice. So nice. <laughs> That's cute. We'll get That's there. cute or whatever. Fuck, we'll now there. I'm curious about yours though. Like, can is it okay if I like flip the question like to you as my question? Uh like, yeah, sure. What, what for you has been um the best sex to this point in your life? Uh-huh. What do you think the criteria for that? Well, I guess that's like all the questions you asked me. So what was your best sex? And like Okay, what, do you want me to just repeat those like questions that just like just just give me your best sex? Like what is the best sex that you've ever had and like which well, I feel like does it criteria include, is Does important. it include making you come as a criteria? For me, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Fuck yeah. Because feminism. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get it, you get it. If you don't, sorry, you're not that bitch today. But um, yeah, for me, the criteria definitely includes coming. Yes. I, I do enjoy uh, having sex and not coming. Um, but not nearly as much as when I get that wave of pleasure that Do just you get hits every nerve ending and it's just, uh, 
Um, Do women get blue balls? Just like real quick. Yes. Okay. Yes. Noted. Hard yes. And it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. It's fun. It's part of the, it's part of the anticipation. No, me. I do not like it. If there was an agreement to fuck, obviously consent, consent, <laughs> consent. <fuck> <laughs> But like if we had if you had already planted that seed and if you had gone out of your mm, way to plant that plant seed that, that seed we were going to fuck feverishly and then yet. like they fall asleep or they're like too tired. Mm. Yeah. Major disappointment. Major boner killer. And then you know what I do? I fucking masturbate loudly next to them. And I don't give a fuck because the only reason I'm this horny is Macaroni because if they had planted that seed and now they can enjoy the sounds mm-hmm. by not falling asleep because now I'm extra horny because of the seed they planted. Mm-hmm. So who's really at fault here? Um, Macaroni in the pot. But anyway, so for me, coming is definitely a part of it. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with you that I like the anticipation. That's mm-hmm. also a huge one for me. And the third is um, the, well, I mean, I guess that's already part of the build up. Um, but I think, you know how in romantic comedies, there's like the meet cute or, um, are you familiar what with that, that concept? So the meet cute in romance, like romance. Like M-E-A-T meet? Yeah. M-E-A-T? Like, no, M-E-E-T. Meet. Cute meet. Okay. Continue. Girl, you probably think about this, <laughs> but, about or like the meet cute or whatever. Yo no sé lo que digo. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Spanish. really late when we're recording this but anyway so I'm the meet cute me. is the term that they give like in romance novels when the two protagonists of the of the film meet and so they oh. both drop a pencil at the same time and they like reach to grab it and okay. then they lock eyes so that's what i mean by the meet wow. cute okay, so okay. for me uh, very similar to you in there needs to be that that story element, that narrative. Mm-hmm. So part of the time that I had the absolute best sex was, um, or I guess, I don't know that this is like the the best, but it's definitely top, was when I was in New York. Did I already tell that story? I feel that I did. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York definitely for you, I feel like was sexual fucking fever dream. Yeah, it was definitely a favorite dream. Um, yes. Did I already talk about that in previous episodes? Because I want to keep track of this. I don't want to be like that old lady that gives over. Was it the about same. CBT, cock and ball torture? Is it about what? Cock and ball torture, like ball torture. Oh like, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So for me, the reason why it was so stimulating too was because. Oh, okay. So I guess my third category would be: Do I get to top? Yes or no? Mm. Um. Because as a bisexual, some men are very um, litigious in that they would much rather be the more dominant person, the top, so to speak, in the sexual narrative. Um, And I have no qualms about it. I can be submissive. Um, And yeah, it's nice when they know what they're doing. And, you know, I just follow along with whatever the narrative is and get fucked and call it a day. But Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel as though that experience really did hit all three of those criteria out of the park. So from the time I met, just to recap the story, I had originally met this person that I fucked at another retail store. We were talking about shoes and just the entire vibe was <laughs> was there. And we were talking about sneakers like, oh, this is my favorite sneaker. This mm, is your favorite sneaker, whatever. The narrative. Um, And then I go and a 
I leave the store and then I call back and I'm like, yo, I was being helped by this person. If you could let them know to call me back at this number, that's great. Boom. Hey, Hang up. Let me get your number. <laughs> and then the person I was talking to proceeds to call me back and was like, yeah, they said that you forgot something. And I was like, yeah, I got to get your number mm, so I could ask you to hot. dinner later. I fucking love that. Bam, bam, bam. That's, and, and they were like, yeah. uh. And so for me, I... It was just like landing that, like, mm -hmm. wow, like mm -hmm. I really was a fucking pimp out here yes. and I made that shit happen, you know, Sh dust your that, shoulders I mean, off moment. Working up the courage for that is kind of like busting in itself. It's like, oh, I did that. Literally, <laughs> like I'm hot shit. And so. Yes. And um, said yes. Yeah. So the, the the meat cute or I mean the meat hot in this case was, mm -hmm. was there. And then just the entire buildup of the evening where as time went on, like when we eventually did meet up again, uh, we sat on opposite sides of the couch. And then as we kept talking, you know, just we would lean in closer, step, like <laughs> sit a little closer. There was a little back and forth. You leans over. You know, I saw those shoes you were wearing and just like leans the wordplay. And then eventually getting to that point where we just <laughs> like ripped toes. into each other. And uh. it was just like. Yeah, it was just amazing. Um, and I came repeatedly that yes. time. And so it was like the best thing ever. And nice. for me, that's when um, I definitely had the best sex mm. and was getting fucked like on a New York City penthouse rooftop. And, um, Bushy girl. <laughs> says you, mister. Well, I took homeless. a beer can dick. Um, oh, I thought we were talking to <laughs> I thought we were talking to the bougie. Um, but honestly like but yeah that's yeah. for me was i think that's the the hard. best but yeah so it's uh how did we meet how are we initiating the sex uh the lead up to the sex and then the uh, do i get to top or not and so for me like during that interaction like i got to stamp on his balls yeah and that was hot and then i just got to like slap the shit out of him and tell him that like he doesn't get to tell me what to do Ooh. he does what i tell him to do and he was all over it. And I just, Dude, for me as that. a bisexual, I love submissive men. Like I love the vulnerability of like a man who like isn't afraid to be vulnerable, isn't afraid to just let themselves be led by someone else. And yes. I, for me, that's part of what I, uh, you know, um, admire, like not in a lustful way about um, just like gay culture, like specifically like male, like cis mm -hmm. um cis gay men because I, I tell Sophia this all the time. Uh, our society is, is incredibly patriarchal and mm -hmm. um, in order to exist and, you know, affirm your masculinity, there's only so like, it's a very rigid narrative mm -hmm. that exists to be a masculine man. And that's the only way you can exist mm -hmm. in order to preserve this masculinity mm -hmm. And people would go to extreme lengths to preserve it at all costs. So yeah. even if it means that they don't explore sexually, even if it means that they hate themselves, even if it means that they don't express their femininity to their full extent, mm -hmm. people just will not budge from this uber rigid uh, definition. And part of what I admire greatly is um, when gay men... Uh, just exist and are fully themselves they are challenging that narrative every single yeah. day and it's literally goes against the grain in the most opposite direction possible in the best way possible yeah. because it it shows that 
just because you've chosen to show affection and love and desire for another man, it does not make you any less masculine for it. And uh, that's what I admire about, um, yeah, just about gay men and what I admire most about men who are not afraid of being vulnerable, who are not afraid of being led, who Mm -hmm. like being submissive because it literally goes against the grain and it's just, yeah. I don't do it as a form of retaliation. Oh, like, I'm going to stomp on your balls. I'm going to whip you because <laughs> I'm fucking getting back at you because patriarchy. Like, no, it's. But that's the dynamic that turns you on. But yeah, but yeah. it's like I like being that's that fine. agent of pleasure. Like I said previously when we were talking about head, I like being the one like, you know, leading the other person. Even like in dance when I did used to dance, I always liked leading mm-hmm. because I knew And it's kind of a puzzle, so to speak, because you're piecing together what really drives this person over the edge. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a puzzle. And obviously, I'm an Mm. engineer, so I never thought about it that way. I like the puzzle piece of it. So let me see what variable I can I can change to really like drive this person over the edge. And so for me, that's where I'm coming from. Is yeah that process of of discovering what can I do to really just get them to just uh you know like bust it or uh, just to like come like as as hard as they can yeah um I can definitely speak to like what you were talking about earlier because I that one thing I very much like about the gay community is how it very much is a free zone of expression sexually there's so many different like kinks that exist in it and so many different like facets that masculinity and male identifying people can embody and just kind of garnering the space, the space for that. Not just males or anybody like in between. Like there's always inclusion in like whether it's sex or like our approaches to different kind of life events or the people we meet. Um, but yeah, like you have things like the leather community. You have like things like pub community. You have things where people are really into um, like submission domination. Some people are really into like dressing up as cross-dressing and there's so many different facets that exist for men that may still have like those aspects of straightness that kind of is seen as like deviating, but really it's just kind of men being comfortable enough with themselves and being able to explore that like with other men and or women or by being bi or pansexual or whatever. Yeah. Cause yeah, it very much is a free zone. So yeah. to your point, that was beautifully said. Yeah. So shout out to the gays. We're pro gay here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much all of my questions on my end. Yeah. Um, let me look at <laughs> what. Okay. Who's celebrity crush? Who's your celebrity crush right now? Celebrity crush. Yeah. Like who, who do you feel like as a person in power with a platform definitely uses it well and looks so good doing it? Oh, okay. So now we're talking about like message. Huh? Uh, can I just list off bad bitches that I just yes. I can't? Okay. So <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Oh my God. When she did high fidelity, like I wanted to eat her pussy out in uh, every single scene. Like I just was like, <gasps> Zoe. Yes. 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 Hard yes. Hard yes. Immediately. It doesn't matter if she just ran the New York City Marathon. I would eat that shit up. That like, would make I'm it even famished. better, honestly. Mm, give me that. Give me that, kitty girl. Mm. Um, so her, uh, Kaliuchis. Oh. Absolutely. Oh I could go God. at length about Love how Kaliuchis. I would eat that booty clean. 
Oh my god. I don't um, know if I want to be her or if I want to just like <laughs> and I want to be her. Yeah, she she's incredible. She's incredible. Um I love Kaliuchi's. Uh, and she's so soft spoken. She is, and, and so, so introverted. Attractive. And I love that. I just I love that. And not not because it's like, oh, I'm the little shy girl. Like, no, she freaky. She be she be singing those songs. You're in Espanol. I know what she says. Um, but yeah, I think I just think she's a remarkable woman, like talented and obviously like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd eat that all day. Um <laughs> uh what other person do I really admire? Um Megan, uh, Megan, Megan Stallion, for dude. sure. I absolutely. Megan. I just love how she made her getting a degree, a degree something that the fans could also participate in yeah. and celebrate. Yeah, because educated women that can be sexually liberated and look hot while doing it. Yeah, definitely exist. Hard yes, and she's definitely like uh, carving that path, carving. Carving that niche. Oh my god, I can't speak right now. It's like midnight. <laughs> yeah, there's a, um, a couple other um, women that I, I really like. Um, I think her name is Anna Waddingham. She is a actress who plays um, like the boss bitch owner of a soccer club on Ted Lasso. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if any of my lovely queers have watched that show, but it is genuinely heartwarming, and and I do like it. Um, uh, and she, I think it's very difficult for society to really embrace beauty that isn't from like a 20 year old or a 30 year old. What? And I just love how she, uh, she still has her little wrinkles, you know, like you could tell that she is an older, more mature she woman, got gravita. but she is just so beautifully stunning. And I, I really do like admire her for that you know like you just see the history on her face like and just how she's aging so beautifully and uh she's just a stunning woman great fantastic body um and yeah super super attracted to her absolutely i i would call her mommy and just yeah yeah <laughs> Mama I, Mia. yeah i would just deviant things to her um <laughs> she would let me but those are, I think, are, are the three That's tops hot. right now. Um, I would like to to top them uh, if if allowed. But um, yeah, that's me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like men, not really a whole <laughs> lot of people rock my boat. To be honest, um, Adam Driver. I don't know what it is about he's that weird. man, um, <laughs> but you know, like it, he's just like kind of random, very eccentric, something about that. Like, I don't know if he's an asshole or if he's just, like, interesting. I don't know what that's about, but I don't know. If you get it, you get it. But um, Napoleon Dynamite, I think, is very attractive. The character, not the actor that plays him. Like, just the character of Napoleon Dynamite I find attractive because, mm-hmm. and people are always shocked. Like, I'd bang the shit out of Napoleon Dynamite, let and me tell you. <laughs> because... He stays true to himself throughout the entire movie, regardless yeah. of how much adversity he faces. And, hot. like, he's rejected socially by literally everyone. I wish he was gay. Right? I wish Kip was gay. Kip was cute. Dude, yeah. Kip was definitely cute. But no, he but had La Fonda, Fonda or whatever. fine as fuck, too. Honestly, like, I, I was there for that, too. I was like, yes, girl. We love interracial couples. Get it. And so, yeah, I just love Napoleon Dynamite. And then when he does his little dance at the end, like, hot. bring that booty over here, boy. Like, mm-hmm. let me let me hit that real quick. Um, 
And so, yeah, for men, those are the two. I feel like that's very weird, but that's, that's, that's who I am. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> I like your perspective on it. Now, you know the tea about me, guys. Like, you're here. Like, you can't escape from my grip. You know my secrets. You yes. fucking <laughs> better stick around. But um, anyways, yes. with that being said, I think this is a good place to stop. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in today, folks. We love having you. I hope that you enjoyed hearing us talk you crazy shit for this long. Uh, please feel free to let us know what part of this episode you loved best on our Twitter page. What's your criteria? Maybe that's a little too intimate to be sharing online. But, I, I mean, uh, say it. <laughs> whatever you want to contribute to the discussion after today's episode, we'll be posting it. And you can engage with us on Twitter. We, we love having our little community on there. So please feel free to engage. If you want to hear some bonus content, that extra juicy, juicy, delicious tea that we have freshly brewed for you. Patreon, please. baby. Patreon, baby. Patreon. Your girls got to eat. We set up a whole web page for you. We, we got to eat, too. We need to get here to record I'm for hungry. you. So please, anything I'm that you're able to coming. contribute will be greatly appreciated. <laughs> And I hope you have a lovely, lovely rest. Yes. Take care, everyone. Adios. That concludes this episode of Hyper Sex Lab. If you like our content, please feel free to share with any other slutty whores you might know of. Links to our socials are in the description for this episode. Be sure to plug them at the next sex party you go to. It'll make me very horny. 